0: Podcast. I said welcome to Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy, Ruth, the Angel, Pray No. Welcome to Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, preno.
2: Hello, Andy Ruther.
1: Hey, buddy. What's going on?
2: Oh, a lot of sports news today. A oh, boy. A lot of stuff going on.
1: There's a lot of sports. This is one of the heaviest Sports news discussion topic days in recent memory.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're we're already in the thick of things with the second week of NFL playoffs. We've got huge basketball news. We've got huge NFL coaching news. I am certain that news will break during the show.
1: And a plethora of dirtball calls. And
2: a plethora of dirtball calls. I, are you just assuming that something's going to happen during the show? Are you just assuming that uh Kyrie Irving's going to retire or the Mets are going to sign Springer or Jason Garrett's going to be hired to be the Chargers coach or Donald Trump is going to be impeached for a third time? Like <laughs> are you yesterday I was I had impeachment hard and trade going back and forth.
1: So yesterday I wasn't around actually. So I missed all this. Wow. I was running errands and the trade happens. I see text, of course, from you and Tug. I wasn't following the impeachment stuff. Cause also at this point, like, like he's leaving office in a week.
3: So yeah. I'm just I kinda like,
2: do I kind of do love the pettiness of like trying to get him like no secret service for his life and stuff like that. But also and I think you would have been the, one of the few people to appreciate it. I knew it was going to be the opposite, whatever the opposite of a banger is. But right as it happened, I said, Pat Riley just trademarked three peach. Just in case.
1: A lot of people don't understand that.
2: Yeah. That, that, that Pat Riley owns the trademark on the term three Pete.
1: He coined it with the LA Lakers.
2: Yeah. And then I believe actually trademarked it. With when he was like with Miami,
1: yeah, he does. He owns that. Yeah, he's made a lot of money off any shirts, hats, banners, whatever it is that says three Pete. Pat Riley owns that. What a great business move!
2: I was like, This is gonna get 12 likes on Twitter, and I'm here for it.
1: (laughs) It's not always about the likes.
2: I know, I know.
1: It's you know, it's tough to remember that though. I think it's really tough, especially in our position. Sometimes.
2: Speaking of Twitter likes, Andy, let me just shoot out this like mini plug while I'm here, just because I think this would be hilarious. My uh, Kaepernick Trump tweet that went gangbusters last week. um, some, Some Chicago Tribune writer has it on a list of top tweets of the week. And you can vote for a fix your life tweet to be printed in Sunday's paper. So, Dirt Balls, if you're out there, go to my Twitter account, scroll back a couple of tweets. There's a retweet from some Chicago Tribune writer, and there's a link where you can vote for my Kaepernick Trump tweet uh, to be printed in the Chicago- Sunday Chicago Tribune. Can which I, be I just per- think I just Can not be would perfectly be fun. honest? Can I be yeah. perfectly
1: honest? It's not your best tweet.
2: I, I, listen, I think Pat Riley, Three Peach, might be my best tweet, but I I'm, I'm certainly, certainly it's not my best tweet. But I I still think it's a good tweet because that is exactly, you know, what these dipshits. Like, suddenly they care about people fucking having their free speech taken away. Yeah, maybe, but... Maybe Donald Trump just lost a step, you know? They didn't want him. He got cut. He's the backup to Joe Biden now. Maybe he's just done. We don't a, Honestly, it doesn't matter.
1: That's a wider discussion we're probably going to disagree on on a lot of this stuff. I am very... Not, even, not like I'm very, I'm very, I do not like censorship at all. And I don't think most people should.
2: Well, the good news is Donald Trump can call a press conference literally right now and say whatever he wants to the entire world, more people than there are on Twitter. So he's not being censored.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking in general. I I just, I don't like, I've always like, that's like number one for me is just, I think everybody can have a say. And I know people will write back and say, Hey,
2: I mean, he was doing it while he was on the job. There's a time and place for these things.
1: No, again, I'm not even talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about like a private company stuff. And, and I just always say, well, you know, these companies are so big that in my opinion, they need to be broken up the, the Facebooks and the Twitters and the YouTubes. And it's just, you can say, Oh, it's a private company. I'm like, well, dude, there's no, if you can't find other alternatives and it's not easy to that's just my take. I like I, I am I am for I miss the old days, Joe. I'll just say that and then we'll get on to sports. I miss the old days. You could post whatever you wanted on any of these
2: things. Well, I mean the thing about Twitter is you kind of can post whatever you want. Like no, there's still girls getting posting getting banged on Twitter. There's still like I mean, the other thing with Donald Trump is like the the liberals, the the uh, woke folks, have been calling for him to be thrown off Twitter forever, and Twitter just like refused to do it until he told people to like turn on the United States of America and you know take take people in government hostage, and then it was like, nah, maybe we'll just shut him down, which again, fire in a crowded theater, so.
1: Well, I think that's a lot of that's even still debatable. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I Again,
2: my point is with the Colin Kaepernick thing is, don't forget, guys, don't forget all you people who are screaming at your computer right now as you listen to us. Colin Kaepernick said nothing while on on the sidelines for the San Francisco 49ers. Zero words.
1: Well, uh, yeah, again, my thing, again, just is, uh, you know, I, I, I don't like... I think we need to hear opinions from everybody. Let's all just let everybody speak. That's all I'm going to say. Except Kyrie Irving. I don't know if he should get a voice because that guy is a
2: nut job. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like he doesn't want to have a voice because he's not talking to anybody. The last we saw, he was like saging the court in Boston. He uh, he He's nowhere to be found, but apparently – everybody's on good terms, which is just such bullshit spin. And now, of course, you've got Harden coming. Here's the thing. I just want to know how out of shape James Harden really is, and I think we're going to know by how Kyrie Irving finally refers to him. If if when James Harden shows up, they're like, Kyrie, what's it like having James here? And it's like, yeah, he's flat. You're going to be like, oh, God, he's super fat, isn't he?
1: What do you – I mean, this this trade is crazy. So, obviously, the big trade goes down yesterday, and it involves – how many teams do we have in this? Four Four. teams. Yes. So, the quick recap is the Nets get James Harden.
2: Yes. And that's it.
1: That's it. The Rockets get – holy cow, they they, they get – Dante Axum, dude's name I can't pronounce. How do you pronounce this dude? I
2: don't even know who you're looking at. And uh, and honestly, but, wouldn't be surprised if you could not pronounce somebody very easily. Well,
1: Victor Oladipo is the main piece
2: of that. Right, right. I was like, you know how to pronounce Oladipo, right?
1: Four first-round picks.
2: Yeah. Pacers
1: get Karis LeVert, a second-round pick. The Nets obviously get Harden, like you said. The Cavs get Jared Allen, Tarun Prince, and uh, there it is.
2: Yeah, and I think it's kind of like, in a way, a good deal all around. I mean, the Nets mortgaging everything for James Harden seems kind of reckless, but at the same time, you've kind of... Like, I said it, I've been saying this for years, I'm not a Kyrie Irving guy at all. Um, when, when the talk early in the year was Harden to the Nets if you guys go back what I said is you have to do it because then basically it's Harden and KD and you'll figure out the Kyrie Irving situation later you'll figure out how Kyrie Kyrie fits in now the sad part is Kyrie doesn't fit in because he's not there and also when like do you want Kyrie Irving back at this point like truthfully or would you rather like if the Nets could get Anything at all for Kyrie Irving, you take it, right?
1: Yeah. I wouldn't have wanted Kyrie Irving in the first place.
2: Well, that's what I said. But, I mean, what's? I think the funniest thing is Kyrie Irving had a chance as a defending champ to to go out and and continue fighting for championships with LeBron James, and he didn't want to be the second guy.
1: Now he's the third
2: yeah now he's the third he's not even there he's the third guy to a guy who hasn't showed up yet and you're like you're so much more down like you talk about batman and robin that was you know what what lebron had going on i mean now you're talking about batman and robin and like you know
1: that woman I don't
2: know, Co- commissioner gordon like who are you your bat girl, you're Alicia Silverstone's bat girl.
1: Yeah, who's bat woman? Did I just make up a character? Yeah, bat girl. He's uh, he's non binary, cisgender, trans girl. Yeah, <laughs> to make it 2021. Look, Kyrie, a lot has been said about him. I just at this point. People want to say, "Oh, he cares so much about social justice."
2: I don't. I don't,
1: I don't know if he really does. Like, I, I don't feel-
2: hear him doing social justice stuff all the time. I mean, I'm, I'm, am I just not following enough Kyrie Irving? I mean, I know he's involved in things, but he like,
1: w- he was on a Zoom call for somebody.
2: Okay, somebody- yeah, I get it. But he's also just straight up not there. Like, people always talk about this. People talk about the separation of sports and politics and all that. And I, I'm. Uh, I'm, I guess I share your opinion on people not being censored and having a voice, but disagree with you that like, there's a time and place for it. Like nowhere can you have more of a say in what's going on in the world than being an NBA player on, in the biggest market in the world. Like you want to talk to people about social, social justice stuff. Do it in post games.
1: Well, his job is to play basketball.
2: Sure. But he's not. But but again.
1: But but, but my point is this. Like, like someone like Kyrie is, dude, if you want to do other things, cool. I have no problem with that. But at the end of the day, like you're living your bank account, your cars, your house, whatever it is. That is a direct result of the income you make playing basketball. So you have to be on the court. So where are you? Right. Like you said, you can do all that other stuff with it.
2: Let's leave Kyrie out of it for a second because Kyrie's leaving himself out of it for a second. What do you think of all the guys, all the draft picks that leave and what you get in return is James Harden? Now, I think the Nets still actually, you know, the Nets were pretty deep. The Nets still have a decent core of players. It's not like it's, you know, LeBron and Wade and Bosch, and guys they picked up off the street. I mean, Joe Harris is still there, you know, like he's a good player. um uh landry- Sh- Shamit's still there. He's a good player. like they have guys, they have young guys, they have you know they they have decent drafts in the in their history. I mean, DeAndre Jordan's still there, you know what I mean they have players to fill in around those guys. What do you think of Kevin Durant, James Hart? Like, are they your favorites in the East? They're the Vegas favorites in the East. Yeah, they're
1: seven and six now. They jump to the, being the Vegas favorites. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, it's a lot, it's, it's a lot more difficult to play with people. Just because you're great it doesn't mean you can always play well as a team, right? As a unit, they're not like, like, I, I don't think they're instantly just going to push a button and boom. they I just think
2: Kevin, Kevin Durant's back. Kevin Durant looks great. You know, no signs of being hobbled. Um, I, I guess my thing with this Nets team, first of all, is, and I, I know I just said, leave Kyrie out of it. If you can move Kyrie, you're, it's, you're in a fucking great position. If you can't, I think you're still in a pretty good position. If he comes back, I know this is crazy, but if Kyrie Irving just comes back to the team, I think you get worse. Because now you've got to deal with all that bullshit.
1: I don't think it's crazy at all.
2: And I think Harden, I mean, you talk about it was the big three, the big three, the big threes forever. Now there's the duos. And I think Harden and Durant are enough. Especially a Nash slash D'Antoni you know, uh, a mindset there in how they're going to go about their offense. Like, I think they're going to be hard to stop. Now, that being said, the Lakers are going to win the championship. So is this like, you know, is, is going to the NBA finals and losing to LeBron James a win?
1: Not not if you're giving up that many draft picks.
2: I mean, I'm talking about year one, you know, year one, if the Nets go to the NBA finals, it's a win. And, do we think I'll I'll ask you this, over under half a ring in the Kevin Durant Nets run? Like do the Nets get a championship?
1: I will say no
2: right now. Wow. By the way, you know what's a weird that's happened? Do you remember forever where like in this in these days of player empowerment? and trades, NBA trades being wild and, and people going all in to win and guys kind of being able to decide where they go and free agency being such a big thing these days. For a while, it was like everybody was going to the West. Like everybody like it was going to the West. Like if you were a big name free agent, if you were pushing yourself somewhere, you were going to the Western Conference. Like it never happened. Now everybody's going to the East. So weird. Such a weird thing. That, like, there's this, like, weird divide. It's not even necessarily East and West separated. But for a while, just everybody was going to this conference of teams, and now everybody's going to the other conference. It's kind of crazy.
1: I know what you're getting at.
2: Oh, I'm getting at what all these NBA players are getting at. Every single guy in the NBA who is alive is avoiding playing LeBron James to the last possible chance they can. Because LeBron James is the GOAT. Kevin Durant knows it. James Harden knows it. Kyrie Irving knows it. Fucking Giannis knows it. Luca knows it. Dame Lillard knows it. They all know it.
1: Hello, James. I'm gonna play Michael a call. Michael Jordan
2: knows it. Michael Jordan's mom knows it.
1: Can I play a call real quick? Sure. About about the trade. A little different angle from it. Let me play this.
0: What's up, boys? This is Nick Patterson from Newcastle, Pennsylvania, calling in. And today, I am fucked off. So, I'm a huge fan of the Rockets, and James Harden just got traded, which he absolutely showed up. He was cancer. But what I don't understand is why the hell they decided to send him to Brooklyn. From what I've heard, Philly was willing to give up Ben Simmons and extras to get him. So, one of two things happened here. One, Tillman Furtita. decided not to trade with the Sixers out of spite. That's that's it. Or, two, they did everything James Harden wanted, even after Harden ruined the team the past couple years, which makes Fertitta a cuck. Which is it? Thanks, guys. Condoms are for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're also a cancer to the world.
1: All right, so we have a cuck claim on the call.
2: I want to unpack this for a lot of things. I am not saying what James Harden did in not showing up in openly shitting on the Rockets is right. At the same time, Pandora's box is open. We are not going back. These guys, James Harden is not the guy, first guy to control his own fate in the NBA and in sports, and in whatever. Everybody can shit on Mike D'Antoni never getting you a championship, blah, 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 all that stuff. The guy who made James Harden a, an MVP left. What they replaced him with was a first-time head coach in John Wall. Like, the idea that James Harden wasn't going to pull this, it like if you were shocked that James Harden was like, I'm not playing for this team anymore, you've been in a coma for the last 10 years of the NBA. So cancer, I don't agree with what he did, but cancer is a little aggressive. That being said, I think it's a combination of all those things that he said, yes, they were never giving Maury Harden. Harden wanted to go to Brooklyn, but also when Harden says he wants to go to Brooklyn and like, I think it also increased like Brooklyn on, wait, we have a shot for this guy. They got four first round picks and four pick swaps.
1: That's crazy. I,
2: I don't know what, like you ended up with four first round picks, four pick swaps and Depot. Yeah. Like, what, what do you want? You want them to fucking change the, your franchise name? You want a new building? I mean you're you're you can rebuild your franchise to be whatever you want to be anything you want. You want to play this kind of ball. great, you got four first rounders, four by the way, four extra first rounders and the option to swap four picks. now there there's also and I know that there are people who are still you know believers, and I'm a believer, but I guess to what degree. If you're the Rockets, do did, did you want Ben Simmons instead of a couple first-rounders to pair with John Wall? You don't have D'Antoni anymore. What are you doing with all these point guards? What are you doing with Ben Simmons? At least Vic can play off the ball. What are you doing with Ben Simmons and John Wall and two first-rounders? Yeah. So I think your deal's better. I think you were able to leverage a better deal because Harden openly wanted to go there. And I also think you were like, fuck Daryl Morey. But let me just tell you, and I think Ben Simmons is a good player. You're complaining about it. This is a blessing. You don't want Ben Simmons, John Wall. Like, just start over. You have four first rounders to start over. You got a couple of guys uh, in John Wall who seemingly wants to play there. And if he continues to, you know, stay healthy, like, he's a piece. Vic Oladipo, at some point, somebody's got to let him stick around. Like, that guy's so good and has been on four NBA teams. Like, at some point, you got to let that guy, like, you have a good, you're going to suck this year. But you're going to have a good core when you you can build from something. And also, Vic is... I think expiring so you could potentially move him for more draft picks come to deadline. I
1: think it's a great deal for Houston.
2: Yeah. Because he wanted out anyway.
1: Yeah. I think it's a great situation for them.
2: And I just think that. The the Sixers were probably not willing to give up as much because I, I bet anything Doc Rivers is like, mm, I'm okay on that. And Maury already been there, done that, and they were never going to give him. I mean, I'm saying Maury wanted him, but obviously at what cost? Were they going to give up four? I mean, if you were going to get four first-round picks and Ben Simmons, it's a different story, but I think you're better off starting over. Then starting over with Ben Simmons.
1: If Brooklyn doesn't make the finals, it's a complete and utter failure. Like they have to make the finals.
2: And I'm not sure that they will. Me either. Just because it's year one. It's year you know, you're, you're part of the way through year one. Um, Nash is a first year coach, uh, the Kyrie thing is gonna hang I know he's itching to get back. He's itching to get like is he on Mars? If he's itching to get back, why isn't he fucking back? And yeah, does get. it hurt you? And does it hurt you or help you?
1: <laughs> What's the reasoning right now for Kyrie? Personal family stuff? He's claiming. He attended both his I think his sister Dude, and his dad's if we birthday. had
2: if we had answers, we could work on Steve Nash's coaching staff because he doesn't have fucking answers. And you know, I said I I, I replied to this tweet yesterday, and uh, I replied to this tweet yesterday, and and I don't I don't know why people defend him, but like Jordan Schultz, who is you know uh, one of these guys is a sports media member. He co-hosts uh, CJ's podcast with him and whatever. He was like. People got to you know take it easy on attacking Kyrie's character, like blah, like and judging him. Like we don't know what's going on. I'm like, and I replied, "How many teams, teammates, and coaches does Kyrie have to have a problem with before we can start judging his character? We've got LeBron and Cleveland. I mean, you can't play with LeBron. Start what like." You know, red flag number one. Boston makes them worse. Literally, they only play well when Kyrie's out. They go to the Eastern Conference House. He comes back. They don't. Has a problem with Brad Stevens. Gone. Nets. A no-show last year. This year, no-show. Reportedly has problems that they they hired Nash. Said they didn't need a head coach. Pissed off they hired Nash. Why? Because he's white? Like, I don't even know. What's the reasoning? Because he's not, because he didn't have say. Like, I understand Steve Nash is a first-time head coach, and I know this whole, like, we did this whole white privilege thing with his hiring and blah, 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 blah. And let's be honest, there isn't really a sign that Steve Nash was qualified to be a head coach yet. He's not the least qualified guy to ever be hired as a head coach. He also brought in Mike D'Antoni to be his lead assistant. You're you're getting a fucking great NBA coach to mentor a head coach in his first season? Like, D'Antoni is not going to be there for a long time. D'Antoni will go on and get another job. But for now, he gets to just, like, Sherpa Steve Nash through his first NBA season. What are you complaining about? How many people can Kyrie have reckless issues with? Greats. LeBron, Brad Stevens, Mike D'Antoni, Steve Nash. Before, yeah. we're like, you know what? You're kind of a dick.
1: Well, look. It's all laid out there. These are the facts. And the facts are he has Galileo.
2: Problem- he has a problem with Galileo.
1: Was it Galileo who said the know. earth Magellan. was round? No, Magellan was an explorer.
2: Yeah. These guys were all involved in helping determine, right? <laughs> I don't know. how smart I tried to do a fucking Earth joke, Andy. I,
1: I know you did. Hey, the effort was there. I think it was Galileo. Planetary motion? Wasn't he? Sure. that his, that's his physics thing? I that don't know.
2: Do? If it was, strong pull by me.
1: Hey, man. Strong pull by me to bring up planetary motion? Come on.
2: I'm... That could be, you know, that could be a phrase that you just made up. I have no idea. It
1: could be actually. I don't know. Shout out to Mr. Becker, my physics physics teacher senior year at St. Xavier High School. That guy took a lot of acid. Uh by the way, <laughs> he did. Fucking Becker.
2: I'm surprised uh, St. Xavier wasn't teaching like earth's the center of the universe and, you know, Adam and Eve or chiseled it into a round shape.
1: No, man. Jesuits are all about education. Did you know that? I didn't. No. So their 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 big thing is that sect of the Catholic Church is all social justice and education. So like my dad would always say, uh, they got Elliot. They got him. <laughs> you know, Elliot's very... Very liberal yeah. and social justice. They got him. They only got one of my five, what they preach. but uh,
2: Meanwhile, he paid for you guys all the get got.
1: I know. Again, because the education. Oh, oh,
2: oh, oh, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking these they 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 got my kid in a cult. You're literally paying him fucking 25 grand a year to get, to cultize your kid.
1: It's good education, though. It's a good education. uh. Yeah, man, I I, look, I obviously agree with you back to Kyrie and everywhere he's gone. And I think to defend him at this point is making excuses. The idea that he's so complicated. We're all complicated. We all are. Every single human on this earth is complicated. We have a different range of problems, emotions, feelings, you name it. We're all complicated. But but that, that was my point earlier. It's not a shut up and dribble. It was just a, hey, man. You can do all those things while you play basketball, but you ain't playing basketball. I
2: mean, again, and I'll take it one step further. I think you can do those things better if you're playing basketball.
1: I think they're worse if he comes back. I agree. And I think it'd be funny if they start playing well without him, and then he comes back, and then the whole flow and juju of the team is all screwed up.
2: Uh, I think the Nets have to make the NBA Finals for this to be a success. I think they have to win a ring, maybe multiple rings uh, in the Kevin Durant, James Harden run for this to be considered a success. I think going all in, I mean, look, playing in the NBA, you know, championships are hard. Getting to the finals is hard. You know, uh, Kevin Durant managed to do it one time before he did what James Harden did and joined a team that was, you know, set to win already. Um, He had no championships before that. James Harden has no championships. James Harden has one finals appearance as a guy off the bench. Like it's difficult, but these guys, if if you're going to do this and you're going to mortgage a Brooklyn future in terms of like you have to win, otherwise you've lost out on your, you know, otherwise the Nets lose out on the time that you're there and the time after you, just like they did. I mean, we saw them try to go, you know, steal the Celtics big three. It set them back till this day to right now. Like this year was the turnaround. The Durant turnaround is like finally when they've managed to come out of that. Yeah. That was eight, nine years ago.
1: Well, I had to look it up. Planetary motion was uh Kepler. Was not Galileo. I am yeah. incorrect. Johann Kepler. In case anybody wanted to know the update on. Physics. Who says we're not teaching things in this show, Joe? Can we talk about the new COVID protocol for the NBA?
2: Sure. Bring back the bubble. That's what I say. I, I was just going to say, I mean, it's, it's not. Turn the bubble.
1: So they're more restricted now. Basically, anyone... Any, so a few of the things. Anyone who regularly – like, how are – first of all, how are they controlling this is the big question. Like, this is a new point. Anyone who regularly visits the home of a player or staff member must have two COVID tests per week.
2: I guess they're saying you're a masseuse, you're a chef, you're whatever.
1: I, I guess – you know, games are getting postponed left and right. Players were previously allowed up to two guests in hotel rooms, but now that's even changing. So Why would you
2: be allowed any guests in your hotel room?
1: Players and staff have to leave hotel rooms. They're no longer allowed to leave hotel rooms for non-team activities. I don't know. People are, it's like George Hill said, I'm a grown-ass man. You know, it's like, what are you going to do? A lot of games are canceled. A lot of games are being canceled.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, I I understand the NBA trying to have protocols just to keep the games in place. And I think that they're aware that a lot of these things are going to be broken, but the more rules you have, you know, the more rules you have to break just to whatever. I think that they're just trying to play these games. I understand the bubble's not really an answer, but um, you know, I think that you you almost have to dangle that it's like guys, do we want to do the bubble thing again? Because here are here's our options: this X amount of games get canceled, we move to the bubble, or we, you know we cancel the season. The problem is, I think it's just like everybody you know in these days of player empowerment and this you know everybody lives on their own island, their own brand, their own whatever. I mean, Kyrie Irving is literally off the reservation. I just think it's impossible to control twenty. Five-year-old multimillionaires in major yeah. cities,
1: and they're not the NFL. You, you know, I I don't know if the NBA is looking like, hey, the NFL pulled off. They play one game a week for seventeen weeks.
2: And let's not forget that there's fifty-three guys on an NFL roster, and they care about none of them. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I mean, they were. Look who Denver had playing quarterback that one game.
2: He is uh, starting at shooting guard for the Nets tonight. By the way. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's just Mr. COVID villain.
1: Mr. COVID villain.
2: Yeah, it's like Mr. Irrelevant, except worse.
1: Yeah, I I just don't, I mean, we're not that many games in, and we're having some serious problems. I just don't know how this.
2: That's the difference between the NBA and the NFL, though, is that the players themselves actually matter. Like the N- the NBA will have a hard time if Kevin Durant's got to miss games all the time. If this guy's got to miss it, that guy's going to miss it. Yeah. As opposed to the NFL where they're like, it's fine. That guy's wearing the same helmet. You can't tell. We're going to put him in his jersey. You have no idea. You don't know what fucking Julio Jones looks like. Couldn't pick him out of a lineup.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I just, I just, the bubble, it worked, man. I know it was a small sample size as far as how long they're there,
2: but it worked. Yeah, of course it worked. But you can't ask NBA guys to be living at fucking Epcot for the rest of their lives.
1: I'm not expecting the rest of their lives.
2: Just eight months out of the year.
1: Dude, if you give me. I know it's all relative, but if you gave me that amount of money, I'll move to Russia, bro.
2: Right. But if they gave you that amount of money for the last couple of years and then they were like, now you got to do this for it. You'd be like, what? Wait, hold on. I used to get that amount of money and be able to fucking go to the strip club every night. Now I got to now I'm getting this amount of money and I got to eat at Dave and Buster's at Epcot.
1: I get it. We're also in a pandemic that hasn't happened in 100 years, right?
2: I mean, th- Listen. That the the argument to that is this isn't good for us. This isn't good for the players. This isn't good to the NBA. Is like how important is basketball? If if you're if you're saying well it's the pandemic first pandemic we've had like this a hundred years does the NBA need to be a thing?
1: It's very important, Joe.
2: I mean, I agree with you, and the NBA players agree with you, and the NBA owners agree with you, and fans agree with you. But I'm just saying if that's your train of thought.
1: Like I was being sarcastic saying it's very important, but I think sports are important. I really I do. agree. I really do. I mean, like NFL Sundays for me, it's meant more this year than any year in my entire life. Just to have a, just to have a release from all the bullshit floating around in my head. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just been so nice. So that's sports, right? And the conversations that go along with that i think it is important um but seriously sign me up for epcot center for eight months
2: yeah i mean i think this is a good segue into determining you know what is more important at certain times sports or your health because urban meyer has had to step away from the game of football a few times now for his health He's feeling very healthy right now. Yeah. He thinks the Florida sun's going to be good for him. Sure. And he's returning to the NFL. Or he's Correct. returning to football via the NFL. He is, he is in negotiations. There's a, I guess, agreement in place, although not signed, it sounds like, between Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars for him to become their next head coach.
1: Well... He can build his own roster. That's huge. I'm sure most people don't know this, but the Jags have eleven picks, including two in the first round and two in the second round. So he's got four picks in the next in the first two rounds, and obviously including Trevor Lawrence will be one of those four picks. So or he, Willie. Oh. So he can build that roster the way he wants it.
2: Do, uh, let me ask you something. This is, before we deep dive deep into Urban Meyer, does the hiring of Urban Meyer specifically change at all what everybody believed was 100% certainty that that pick is Trevor Lawrence, when now the other guy that's kind of being tossed around as like the next quarterback is an Ohio State guy? who I assume I, urban recruited but I don't know.
1: Well, well Justin Fields started at Georgia. He okay. transferred. So I don't know. Um I mean he might have recruited him still. Look, I think it's going to have to be Trevor Lawrence. It, he's going to draft Trevor Lawrence.
2: So you think it's a 100% sure thing? I do. I'm fine with that. I don't I'm I'm like again, I know nothing of the College football world. So I didn't know what the relationship was.
1: I think that it's an interesting hire. It's definitely not a. There's nothing sure at all with a college guy going to the
2: pros. It seems like the move here is exactly what you said: is building an entire like he's built programs. That's for sure. He's brought programs back. That's for sure. I mean, we did Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, Ohio State. Correct correct i mean two two programs built two programs brought back to you know greatness i i guess the idea is young players
1: but all of them did he took he took utah
2: i know they didn't win the championship or anything but they were in the mix
1: they were undefeated with alex smith
2: right and
1: and and let's not forget quick reminder he started his coaching career as a defensive back coach at Saint Xavier High School in Cincinnati, Ohio.
2: Wow, there it is.
1: Yeah, my alma mater. His,
2: and was his first uh, college job a uh, Notre Dame assistant position?
1: It was. I know it was University of Cincinnati. I think. Okay. So he stayed in town, and then he went because you know he's from Ohio. And then, uh, then I think he went to Notre Dame, but yeah, he started at my high school. So, uh,
2: the Jesuits, they got him. They got urban. <laughs> they got one of my, they got one of my boys and urban. Uh, well, what, well, like, I guess it's a
1: tough now, division you're going into.
2: Sure. I mean, there is, there is a, uh, there are some question marks certainly in at the Texans. Yeah. The Colts, are, the Colts are pretty good.
1: Sure. Titans are good.
2: Titans are good. Titans potentially losing their offensive coordinator.
1: Like what is successful his first year?
2: I think, I think honestly, the first year is I don't even think you judge. I mean, not going 0 16. You know, like I think four wins. But building a culture is success.
1: Yeah. By the way, I was incorrect. He played his career at University of Cincinnati. He never coached there.
2: So well, for all you guys who had money on the him, the Urban Meyer did coach at, you, at the University of Cincinnati. I have bad news for you.
1: Yeah. I mean, he has won, Joe. I'm looking at his Wikipedia. He really has. You know, he, he was at Notre Dame for four years as a wide receiver coach. Then he took over that Bowling Green program, then Utah, Florida, High I mean, he's won everywhere, but he's also been shady as hell.
2: Sure, and, and that's the thing is college is a completely different game. Like, we saw Saban go, you know, leave and then come back. And, you know, I saw a tweet the other day that said, if – I, it was I think it was this morning, obviously, because this it's after the news, but somebody said, if Urban Meyer wins a championship in Jacksonville, he's the greatest football coach ever. I was like, Wow, that's an interesting take, but maybe not wrong, you know. Um, but at the same time, like we've seen like we've seen college guys come and go a lot, yeah. And I think it's a different thing. I think the good thing in this situation, like you said, is him being able to build it. But you know, you and I talked before the show, there's a big difference between, okay, we're in the third round, which of these guys are the best players, as opposed to how many of the best players can I convince to come here? Which is what college is. like. In college, when you're stacked, it's because... You get a bunch of blue chips, and you you sort them out, you know, in camp, and you figure out who your guys are, and that's why we see every year the Alabama wide receiver who goes seven overall gets replaced by a Alabama wide receiver who's going to go two overall and win the Heisman. Like they're just stacked programs, and that's different than. Urban Meyer going, okay, we're in the third round. We need this. Who's better, this guy or this guy? And it'll be interesting to see, you know, if he can change the culture there. Supposedly, what I think is hilarious is part of the negotiations is the Jaguars upgrading all their facilities. Interesting. Because everywhere he's been nicer. is nicer than a professional facility. Doesn't surprise, doesn't, yeah, surprise doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me at all.
1: The, the Jags are in that the same Dump wheelhouse. Dumpster Stadium. Yeah, it's like the Cincinnati Bengals. It's the same crap. Cheap owners, billionaire owners who want to be tight with their money.
2: Because it's their money as opposed to just the school's money.
1: The donors, correct.
2: Yeah. I wonder if. I wonder if Herbal. I wonder if Herbal get better at that. Maybe he'll find, you know, Jaguars boosters.
1: Well, I mean, I think you can get a lot of money you get that sponsorship from Excedrin for those headaches.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: right. There's your there's your first endorsement deal. Okay, I'm gonna set it right now. I don't know what it's at. It's probably not available. I'm gonna set the over under. Urban Meyer first year Jacksonville Jaguars at five and a half wins.
2: I'll go under. But. I'm going to take your same number and ask you this. Urban Meyer, five and a half seasons with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh,
1: that's not even a
2: question under. Under? Yes. So you you basically don't believe.
1: I'm not saying I don't believe.
2: You don't think Urban Meyer's turning the Jaguars around and winning a title in three seasons
1: You give it five and a half seasons down there.
2: I'm saying to just be there.
1: Okay, let's bring it into a current head coach, former college coach. Cliff Kingsbury has been there. Two seasons. Two seasons. I think we're still debating what, how good he can be. He's been better than I thought he was for sure.
2: He's I'm been saying. better than you thought he'd be, worse than a lot of people thought he'd be. So, you hated that higher. I hated it. A lot of people love that higher. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been awful. He's been pretty bad, but he hasn't been awful.
1: So, where would you put him at five and a half seasons? You're two in, so you're spotted two. It's
2: tough. I'd probably bet four and a half. I bet the over on four and a half. I bet he makes it through, well, maybe not two more seasons.
1: Again, very – in that division, that's probably the best division in football. And the Niners are going to rebound. Like, it's not easy,
2: man. But you know what the thing about the Cardinals is? I do think that in Kyler Murray that it's – you're going to need good coaching, which Cliff Kingsbury hasn't been so far. But he is the – he is a changer franchise player. I think that they'll keep getting better despite the division based on his growth alone and Hopkins and not fucking it up around them. Like, you know, you, you have talent, like the idea that he was, you know, he went from having the number one overall pick to the verge of the playoffs in two seasons. Like you can argue he hasn't been good, which I agree in terms of what they've been able to do. But when all is said and done, if you take the details out of it and you look at damn near a playoff team in the hardest division in football in year two, he's, turn, he's turned around the franchise, right? No, no or, I agree. That's or, has, what I'm or has Kyler. I, I, I don't know. And and Hopkins.
1: I mean, those are great questions. I don't know. I don't think he's a bad coach. but
2: I think it's certainly up in the air right now.
1: I agree. And I can see similar results maybe with Urban and how he is down there and he was a great offensive coach in college both at florida and at ohio state but you like you said he hit the cream of the crop talent and he didn't give a shit especially if you listen to any of those aaron hernandez podcasts i mean it's wild what he like he had the whole crew down there yeah tebow hernandez Pouncy brothers yeah <laughs> riley cooper i mean he riley had them all
2: cooper, yeah he
1: had them all and all he cared about was winning which obviously that's his job but at any cost
2: i think what's exciting for me is i i just i think the the lying about the health thing like the leaving places high and dry for the mystery ailment it's so funny it's such a dick move oh yeah and I've dealt with now all deactivated um, Jacksonville Jaguars trolls during their near Super Bowl run. Swingman nine and God.
1: were they were they part of the Twitter purge? Were, were they rioters at the Capitol? Oh, for
2: sure. I mean. <laughs> I, I, I gotta Swing imagine nine. I, I gotta imagine the guy who once told me that I was an asshole for not admitting on this show that Alan Robinson and whoever the other Allen is who I who's gotta be out of football because I don't even remember his name, that, that two Allens were the best wide receiver receiver duo in football. Alan and Hearns. His, Alan Hearns and Alan Robinson were the best wide receiver receiver duo in football. I gotta imagine that guy is sitting in a jail cell for storming the Capitol. Like I have to admit, I have to imagine that that's the case. Are
1: you? I'm looking at a Swingman Nine on Twitter right now. He hasn't tweeted since 2013.
2: Must must have either. I mean, there was there was a Swingman Nine that was the, that was one of the outspoken guys, and then there was like, who's the other guy? Wasn't there like an anal something? Like his name was. Although this a, could
1: this could be him because this guy's from Boca, so he's from Florida.
2: Could be. Maybe, Maybe he,
1: he, hold on, hold on. I'm doing some some dive. Maybe he deleted all his tweets because also another another uh so I'm looking. He follows somebody that Dirty Sports follows, which means that they were listening to the show at one point, follows him. I bet this is Swingman Nine.
2: The return of Swingman Nine.
1: But he deleted all his stuff.
2: Come back wearing the the nine.
1: Swingman nine.
2: Yeah, I mean, we had a lot of uh, we had a lot of angry Jags fans back in the day. I don't think we had
1: I, a lot. There was a couple, and you. No, there was a handful. There stuck. was a
2: handful that like demanded Blake Bortles get his respect, and you know Leonard Fournette's the best running back in football. The the Allens are the best wide receiver duo. These guys are out there. So for me, not liking Urban Meyer as a person, not liking Jags fans is like. This whole, Like, are we going to bring back Duvall and all this fucking nonsense? I'll, I'm rooting against it. I hope it doesn't work out. I'm going under five and a half years, that's for sure.
1: We forget. I forget. I realized this the other day. Blake Bortles was the number two overall pick. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to
2: think. And Blake Bortles is still on the Rams or no? He's like a non-active Rams player. Like, they were talking about, like, why wouldn't they have had him active? last week when they were going in with a backup quarterback with a broken thumb.
1: Yeah. He's on the Rams. Dude,
2: but that he wasn't, was he wasn't active.
1: That was, I mean, he was drafted in 2014. <laughs> I
2: know. I mean, you gotta give him credit. I mean, he wasn't good, but he did have the Allen brothers <laughs> carrying him. Alan Hearns. Where's Alan Hearns, Andy? Come on, give it to me. Where's Alan Hearns? Where's the second part of the greatest wide receiver duo in football? How how was it? Was it H-U-R-N-S?
1: All right, I'm on Wikipedia. Alan Hearns. He's not in the NFL. Oh,
2: how the mighty have fallen.
1: I mean, he... You know, I bet it was after, yeah, it, was, it had to have been after this year. He caught 1,000 yard. He had a 1,000 yards and two, ten, 10 touchdowns in 2015 for Jacksonville. Yeah. Poor Alan Hearns. Oh, he opted out this year because of COVID.
2: Oh, nice. Was he on the Jaguars still?
1: No, he played for Miami last year. He had 32 catches for 416 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. But he opted out because I mean, of Breaking
2: COVID. up that, it was always going to go bad when they broke up that duo. Once that duo got broken up, I mean, what did Pippen win without Jordan? What did Jordan win without Pippen? I don't think Allen Robinson was going to have a great career after he, you know, had to be divided from Hearns. I don't think Hearns is going to have a great (laughs) career. Joe Prano never Never forgets.
1: forgets. Never.
2: No, I think, I think the Jacksonville fans, it's something about the AFC South. Jacksonville fans disappeared after that, the angry Jacksonville fans. But no one, there is no traces of those angry Texans fans. The Bill O'Brien defenders that I dealt with for so long, they're I mean, they're long gone. Texas oh, by, boys. By, by the way, did
1: you did you see the Bill O'Brien news? Did you see the yeah, boob news? I did.
2: And I I am I'm, I'm gonna bet the under on Alabama next year. I, can I take the field against Alabama. Can I bet I wanna bet under 10 games? Like if they're a win, because Bill O'Brien doesn't win 10 games anywhere.
1: but He's the offensive coordinator. I don't care.
2: I don't care. I'm out. I'm out on Alabama. I'm bet against Alabama next year.
1: And this was probably their greatest offense they've ever had this year, they say. Nick Saban, just he just look what he does with these guys. Think about it. Lane Kiffin comes in. Boom. Congrats. Now you're Ole Miss's head coach. Sarkeesian was an alcoholic at USC. He brings him in offensive coordinator. Now he's the head coach at Texas, Bill O'Brien. You're fired from the Texans. You Like Nick Saban is the, he's the job maker. Like he will get you a head coaching job at another school or program. He does. It's crazy. But I saw that and I did, I did chuckle a lot. So we're doing coaches real quick. The Seahawks did fire Schottenheimer as their offensive coordinator. Yep. Also, here's an interesting stat, though, for any Seahawks fans. Russell Wilson's best three-year stretch was with Schottenheimer. Statistically. Yes. So we'll see.
2: It'll be interesting. Now, I – I don't understand the the talk now. You may, I don't know how much more in, into this news you are, considering this is one of your four favorite football teams. Um, it's so funny because you came to the show Monday with a Rams hat on. They played your Rams last week. I th- we all know you're rooting for the Seahawks.
1: <laughs> yes, and no. I was also messing with people. So awkward. Somebody left a DM on our Instagram about that all angry
2: that what but that they about, knew you were rooting for the Seahawks no
1: about me wearing a Rams hat to the show on Monday you want to hear yeah. something you want to hear yeah. something though I think I think this is true I was thinking about this the other day. I think I've been to more Rams games than any NFL team in my life I think because when the Bengals sucked my dad was like we're not going yeah. and again you know I didn't live here I went to a few when I come home. I think I've been to more Rams games than any other team, which is funny.
2: So the Rams are your football team?
1: No, it's just an interesting thing I thought of.
2: Like, like, take us through, like, you were rooting for the Seahawks, right? Like, were you rooting for the because Se- because of, of Goff? You want Goff to fail? You want Russ to succeed?
1: I wanted Russ to have a good
2: game. But we're like, now they were saying last night in the Nets-Knicks game, like Steve Nash said, I hope R.J. Barrett scores 40 and they lose. Like, is that what you were hoping? Because, I mean, if Russ cooks and they lose, it's almost even worse for you.
1: But I also, it is it is mixed feelings. I also do enjoy watching the Rams' defense. Like, Aaron Donald is so fun to watch. Jalen Ramsey is such a good corner. Like, I, like, the whole defense, they swarm, they tackle. So, I don't know. I mean, that's a great question. So, like, this week, okay, you, you want to hear this week who I'm rooting for? I'll just put it out there. Like, who I'm actually rooting for. I'm rooting for the Rams, of course. Yeah. I'm rooting for Tampa Bay. Yeah. Because I like Brady.
2: We knew that. So, like, your fifth NFL team is wherever Tom Brady is. It's not my
1: fifth team. I just like certain players, dude. Yeah.
2: You love Tom Brady. We know.
1: I I don't get the Tom – Like, people, some people hate Tom Brady.
2: I hate Tom Brady. But, like, why? I mean, so many reasons. What, like, what do you mean, why? How about like the cheating, the Patriots ties. What do you mean? You rolling your eyes at the cheating scandals?
1: No, I, no, I get those reasons. By the way, I shouldn't have said why. That was stupid. But I'm. I, I just he's, think he's like
2: got, he's he's he drinks the blood of children. He's kissing his son on the mouth. He's got Botox. Like okay, at right, the end of got the day, MAGA though. A hat in his locker. At the he's, end of the what? He's yeah. He's, he's, he's screaming at dudes on the sideline and gets like the he's fucking cares. Tip. He wins though, man. He wins. We'll see, won't we?
1: You're you're basically Tom Brady's age.
2: Yeah. So I've done a lot less winning, if that's what you're coming up with.
1: No, no, you're like a year younger, year and a half younger. No. Put yourself in his shoes. Think about this. This is another reason to respect Tom Brady. If you had a wife who was worth half a billion dollars and you didn't have to work would you be out there letting guys try to rip your head off week after week putting in 70 hour weeks it's
2: another reason to respect tom brady yeah listen no one said i didn't respect tom brady i respect most nfl guys it's 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 a fucking cte bonanza but i don't like tom brady
1: i do i know
2: a lot of people i respect your boy russell wilson but he's walking around with a perm talking about Mr. Unlimited. like And the, and the only more unlimited than me, Mr. Unlimited, is Jesus Christ, who's Captain Unlimited. I'm like, I don't like you. <laughs> You're a fucking Jesus freak with a perm that refers to himself as Mr. Unlimited. Not, I don't want to have a beer with the guy.
1: I know, you, I know a beer you would have with him, though. You would definitely have a nice cold Miller Lite with Russell Wilson.
2: Yeah, I'd be like, I'll talk. You want to talk about unlimited? How about the unlimited enjoyment you get drinking a crisp cold Miller Lite?
1: Yeah, that'd be that'd be a fun that'd be a fun video. You, Russell Wilson,
2: drinking I feel like, Miller Lite. I feel like I could fix Russell Wilson's life over a six pack of Miller Lite. Really? Yeah. I'd be oh, like, Russ, we need we, you need to get out. You need to get off this Mr. Unlimited high horse. Come down here, the good old fashioned blue collar American light beer. Come back, come back home. You know, come back down. Come back down with us. Have a Miller Light. Look at things honestly and openly. Stop trying to cook. Just Miller Light. Just game manage your way into a championship again.
1: Miller Lite, great taste, less filling. No matter how you feel about the start of 2021, you can get Miller Lite delivered to your door by going to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find the delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 grams of carbs per 12 ounces and less than one gram of protein. And if you're listening, Russell Wilson, it is a great way to start your 2021 because you started with a loss. Hit up my boy, Joe Prano. You can get that beer delivered anywhere you live. millerlightcom forward slash dirty sports. Okay, Joe, do you want to hop into some NFL previews?
2: I do. Let's do it.
1: All right. So we kind of alluded to these games already, at least a few of them who I'm rooting for. Well, let's start off with Saturday's matchups, your NFL Wild Card weekend.
2: I'm pretty, I want, I want everybody to know this right away because, you know, we pick the games every week. Normally we pick, you know, we do our pick and we do our line picks and whatever. And every week people ask me like on, you know, I was doing Instagram picks for a while and people are always going, who's your picks? Who's your picks? Let me just say this right up front. I pick the games on the show every week. <laughs> so first of all, write down who I'm picking here also with this week, with it being like I, I will give you, I, I will say one thing. you're right. when I pick 15 games or whatever, do I love all of them? No, some I'm just picking. I actually have, and I'll be specific in telling you, I have picks I like this week and I'll be betting this week. And if you want to know what I'm in on, it's about to happen. We're giving you our picks. Write them down now. I don't need to confirm on Instagram. If you want to know who I'm picking, who I'm betting on, here we go. I like a lot of games this week.
1: Uh, We're going to start off with my Los Angeles Rams who travel to Green Bay where they are six-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Pack at Lambeau Field. We have a rested Packers team, a hobbled and hurt Rams team, Aaron Donald to me is a huge question mark. How hurt is he? He said he feels fine. He feels great, but that guy is so good. Is there a better defensive lineman ever?
2: Wow. Um, hmm. A better defensive lineman ever? Who's in that? Who's in that category? I mean, we're talking. we talking about interior defensive lineman, or we're interior. talking about probably not, right? I mean, I don't know. You tell me.
1: What was Bruce Smith? Was he
2: uh I mean he was an end? Yeah, he was you an know, edge. he was definitely an edge rusher. But I think the thing with Aaron Donald is the greatness and he's been in the league a couple of years now too. Like a lot of times it's that it's a it's a short run at the top for those interior defensive linemen. I mean, it's Warren not, Sapp is, you know, up there with the modern era defensive interior defensive linemen. Also, I think, you know, in a way, like, the thing about uh, Aaron Donald – Aaron Donald could be a defensive end. He could be a defensive end tomorrow if you wanted.
1: Well, I mean, I think this stat alone, to me, makes him the best. He's five-time first-team All-Pro. Right. Like, he's five – you know, he's been in the league – he entered the league in 2014, and then he's going to be first-team again this year. Right. So, we're basically saying of his – Seven years, he's been the best interior guy for six out of seven, And even on years where he doesn't have a ton of sacks, he just affects the
2: game. If you just put in best defensive tackles of all time, now, obviously, like you know, I don't know if they're talking nose guard, nose tackles, like not, but I'm assuming they would be included in this kind of thing. Just the names that come up: John Randall, Randy White, Bob Lilly, Warren Sapp, Alan Page, Cortez Kennedy. Reggie White. Reggie White was kind of an end.
1: And Donald has I mean, 85 I mean, career so, sacks.
2: Uh, yeah, I think he's I think he's the best.
1: I don't think people realize, and Troy Aikman said this defense. last last game during Sweater the broadcast. Shots. Troy Aikman was saying, like, this guy should get MVP votes every year. He, he affects yeah. it that much. But he's the big question mark for me.
2: Well, I think here's, you know, when you say he's the big question mark, I'll say this. He says he'll be good to go. I'll I'll take 70% of Aaron Donald over every defensive lineman in the NFL. So I'm actually not that worried about um, what it does for them. I think that this could be a good game because the Rams will try to run the ball. I think they will pressure Aaron Rodgers. I think that um, – I think that, like, the strategy on how to attack this Packers team, the Rams have a nice uh, lineup to do that. That being said, uh, I like the Packers. I, uh, the six and a half, I think it's going to be a good game, but I just don't think they, they have the firepower with a hobbled quarterback or Wolford, who maybe... Uh, the Rams prefer now to even a healthy golf, so you have two hobbled quarterbacks. I just don't think they have the firepower to keep up. As far as the games go, I would have this probably f- third or fourth on my list um, in terms of how much I like it. But I like the Packers to cover simply on a coming off a week rested, but Aaron Rodgers like Devonte Adams is going to get. Is going to have some Jalen Ramsey issues. They have what it takes to to cover this spread. I don't think I'm not sure they have what it takes to win. They have what it takes to cover, but it was a slugfest with Seattle. I think that uh, the Packers are that much better. I'm going to take the Packers.
1: Yeah, I agree. Division game was really tough. It's always tough when you play somebody three times last week. I'm going to go. That'd be
2: a fun ramp. It'll be a good game, though. I think it'll it will. Be
1: a good game. I agree. I agree. Their defense is great. It's great. I'll take the Rams to, I'm sorry, I'll take the Packers to win and cover. They're talking about Wolford now?
2: Well, appa- I mean, Goff, apparently the thing is, is that like, like, look at how Goff played. I know he's got like a broken thumb or whatever, but like if he was able to play, and be like somewhat effective. And the question mark is still: Is Wolford will Wolford be healthy? Like, why are we even talking about that? Will he be healthy enough to be the backup? When you, you still you don't want to play golf if he's not a hundred percent. But you want to play Wolford over a, with a neck injury. I don't know. The talk is that like, does Sean McVay actually is he off? Off Goff.
1: Hmm. Interesting. When you say Wolford, I always think of Teen Wolf when he's like Wolf, Wolf. Remember? Wolf.
2: Have you seen like a basketball player on Iowa who looks exactly like the villain in Teen Wolf? Have we has this has this been talked about? No. Is am, am I the only person who has the 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 best player on Iowa whose name I don't know because I don't watch college basketball? Who's like a white dude with like. My eyebrows. Who looks exactly like the villain in Teen Wolf?
1: The guy who was like twenty five playing high school basketball.
2: Yeah. yeah. By the way, I was watching Cobra Kai a little bit last night, trying to catch up. I don't know. You you're through season three, right? Oh yeah. You know Ralph Macchio is fifty nine. No, he looks great. He well, forget he looks great. Apparently, he's always just like he was. That that makes him like twenty five when he's the karate kid. <laughs> Look like he's yeah. fifteen.
1: Yeah. He's just always looks so young. Yeah, I mean it's inc- it's incredible.
2: He's like, have you, he's, have you ever he's noticed like how 20, awkward he's his sh- like twenty one years old playing a twelve year old twelve year old runaway in The Outsiders?
1: Yeah, he killed somebody. He killed one of the socias in the, yeah. in the fountain. Have Have you ever looked at his shoulders? How awkward they are, though. Yeah, have you
2: noticed this? They're always like, yeah, and I think they're a little lopsided. It's from all I, the martial arts work he's been doing.
1: I read that they're trying to, and I don't know how they're going to do this, but they're trying to stretch six seasons out of this.
2: I mean, the thing is, it's just a, it's just like a, uh, like, what's the word? I'm like, a, like. What's the word I'm looking for? Like a nostalgia? It's just oh. like a nostalgia purge. Like oh, everything, yeah. the whole thing is based to bring around
1: all those old characters.
2: Yeah. Like so like the Japan and like the blah blah blah. It's like, so like I guess how deep do you want to go to it, you know? Like although I look forward to playing the mustachioed referees son <laughs> in a flashback. <laughs> Like how he became the referee in the first place when they go on like the deepest of dives.
1: I mean, because at this point, you've already knocked out. Sorry, guys, if you're hearing spoilers, you've already yeah. knocked out.
2: I'm only through, I'm only through like half of the season.
1: Okay, then I'm going to shut up.
2: And you know what else I was thinking when I was watching Cobra Kai? Can the whole world just start doing the bow? Because we're not allowed to handshake anymore. Like Japan's yeah. been on the ship for thousands of years.
1: Oh, dude! Turn, not not just the other, bow. By the way, not fight. just the not just the bow. In Asian countries, for years, if you have a cold or you feel sick, you you put on a mask out of respect. Yeah, they've always done that for a long time.
2: We'll just, take the we'll take the masks and the bowing. You guys take the knives and the forks. We'll call it even. We'll all be evolved.
1: I heard something yesterday and I, I don't know, but I hope it's not true from somebody that like COVID is somebody told me that they had heard it work. So I'm like, who, where the hell did they hear this?
2: It like, works. What does that mean?
1: No, somebody had told me that they had heard at work that COVID's like here forever. It's just going to keep mutating. And it already is mutating, but like, that's, I'm like, get that out of here. Like, we're always just going to ha- – it's going to be the thing we just have to deal with because it's always mutating. And maybe masks are here forever and all this stuff,
2: and I'm just like, wow. I was just talking about this the other day. Who uh, Was I? Was it I, – I never know if I'm, something I said on the show, but, like, 10 years from now, let's say COVID's handled and whatever, 10 years from now, there will be one, two, three people still masked in supermarkets like the masks are here in oh yeah like you, i, I like agree you said about asian culture as being like it's kind of a staple they're here forever for like you know the people who are scared oh like yeah be, like we'll have well you'll see a mask on every subway on every plane on whatever for you'll never get on an airplane again without seeing a mask
1: oh yeah i totally agree and it's it's such second nature to me now
2: that I love like that this is this is after the first of four nfl picks we're like down a cobra kai masked covid okay. mutation wormhole. thanks
1: thanks you're, you're bringing it back uh, normally that's me but i need you sometimes all right <laughs> let, let's yeah
2: i got, we got one pick in now we're like let's talk about uh, cobra kai and the mask situation
1: <laughs> all right your saturday night
2: prime
1: time nbc game ravens travel to buffalo they're basically calling this a real close game because Buffalo's only two and a half point spread. So if that was on a neutral field, they'd be giving Baltimore a half point faves.
2: So here I am, Andy. I got, this is this is one of my, I, I'm in a playoff bracket. I've got the Bills winning this game. Everybody's on the Bills. I, I like what the Bills are doing. I like what the Bills are building. I've never been... Uh, a Harbaugh stan. I've never been a Lamar stan. I think the Ravens win this football game. I think that they're just playing well. I think that they, they're adjusting to what they do well. I think their defense is playing better. And I think that the Josh Allen hype train is should be running local and it's be, it's running express. People have it running express to the Super Bowl. Um I think everybody's counting on a Chiefs Bills matchup and I think that the the win last week like the the Bills winning that game, Josh Allen playing well. I think that's a normal progression and I'll say this when we get to the you know, Baker Mayfield Browns game to normal pers- progression, get your first playoff win. That's great. I think the idea that this bills team is ready to roll. And, and let me just say this also, I've lost a lot of money betting on and against the bills this year. I don't know every week I pick them. It's the wrong, it's the wrong way, but I like the Ravens to win this game. And I like the Ravens to win this game because the Ravens look good. Everybody was on the Bills or fucking kicking everybody's ass game, but they didn't kick the ass of the Colts. And the Colts were in that game. I mean, you talk about Mr. Anti-Clutch. Is anybody else in that, And the end of that game? I don't even know if the Bills are playing this weekend. The Colts were very much in that game. I think the Ravens win this football game. I'm going Ravens money line this weekend.
1: Ravens are playing very good football. Best football of the year. I'll be rooting for the Bills. There's another team.
2: Well, I'll kind I have, of be rooting. For, I, I have, I, like I said, I have this bracket, so I've, I'm kind of rooting for the Bills as well. But I'm gonna hedge my bet and bet on the Ravens because I, I think that they're gonna win this game.
1: Josh Allen's my new guy. I've been on him all year, have I not? From the start. Yeah, I've been on him. I'm going to ride with my boy. He's my, he's my new shiny car. I got to ride with Josh Allen. But my heart is telling me Baltimore wins. But I'm going to ride with Josh.
2: I already, got, I already got this before the spread came down, but I, I advise to, to get on the money line when you can. And honestly, if you want to hedge money line and the points, when tease this game. I, I like the Ravens to win this game. All right, Browns, Chiefs,
1: Sunday. Big spread, 10 point spread here. Can the Browns score enough points to keep this a close game? That is the big question.
2: They can score enough points, but I don't think they will. I think so. I think the idea of a close game is I think this could be a close game for a long time. But I think that the Chiefs, this isn't going to be the Chiefs trap game. This isn't it. Andy Reid off a bye is a million and one. Um, This is a bye week. The Chiefs get healthy with a week off. The Chiefs roll. I think that you talk about a letdown game. like The Browns beat the Steelers to win their first playoff game or whatever. Everybody loves it that like that's their Super Bowl for this year. Glad they're building something. I want the Browns to be good. I'm in favor of the Browns being good. Um, I just don't, I just think it's the opposite of a backdoor cover. I think it's a pulling away of this chiefs late. Um, I think everybody's been saying the chiefs can't blow out teams. The chiefs are letting teams hang around. The chiefs are letting teams hang around and that could catch them. I just don't think it's catching them this week.
1: I think the Browns cover. I think they
2: hang. To hang long enough. I'm putting this at th- my third of four picks.
1: The Browns are gonna ha- like if if this I game gets out of control of early, they're screwed. The Browns have to hang in the first quarter. The first quarter is gonna be so huge. They gotta hang.
2: I think they can hang in the first quarter. I think they can hang in the first half. I think this might be a uh, this might be a Golden State Warriors situation. This could be a third quarter everybody's looking for an awesome second half. And the next thing you know, it's just the Mahomes show and they score 28 unanswered in the second half.
1: In the final game, a third, third time they're playing again. Saints have dominated both games, especially game two in Tampa. Bucks are three point dogs in new Orleans. Can they beat Brady? Can, can they beat Brady three times?
2: I hate this is a tough this. game. I, I hate this that I'm doing this. I'm taking the Bucks to win this game.
1: Oh, baby.
2: It's not good for me and my long and storied history with Tom Brady as like a Tom Brady truther. I said as we wrapped up late in the year, I couldn't wait to bet against the Bucks in a first round game, not against Tyler Taylor. Tammy Haneke, whatever his name is, not going to work here anymore. That's for sure. Uh, And the, and the Washington football team. And this also doesn't really have anything to do with the Bucks. I don't like the way the saints look right now. It's, 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 you know, people are talking about Aaron Donald. I mean, Drew Brees had 10 broken ribs. Let me tell you something. They're not healed. They're not. They're just not. Because that's not how broken ribs work. I think that the Bucks have a chance to win this game, and I think the Bucks do win this game. And I don't. I don't want it to happen, but I think it's going to happen. And my top two picks of this week are money line dogs: the Ravens and the Bucks.
1: Yeah, I will be rooting for the Bucks, as you
2: know. Hmm. Three times. Can I mean, beat them three times. I know that it was not a close game. I know it was a cover. But did you like how the Saints looked against the Bears? No. I think it's a combo. But
1: that- I like the Saints defense a lot. It's not even about their offense.
2: A low scoring Bucks Saints game. I mean, 23, 20 Bucks? Like I'm, I'm here for this.
1: Okay. I'll go
2: Bucs. By the way, don't go Bucks for me. Like I don't need all the Andy Ruther, Juju and whatever. Like I'm not saying, I'm not trying to talk you into it.
1: Okay. I lost you, but you're back. Did you hear me?
2: Okay. No. All right. Um, it's too bad I went I had a good, angry Tom Brady moment,
1: okay. That stinks because I was that we lost that minute of it.
2: Well, I called him late career plastic Botox face.
1: The disrespect to Tom Brady. People, utter- I, you
2: know did you see did you see the uh, speaking of Tom Brady and the late career Botox face and the who was the guy they put? It was it Blanda?
1: George Blanda?
2: when they put up the side by side? Yeah. and they were like, Look at what it was like to be 43 when Blanda played. It looked like he was a fucking – it looks like he's 75. And look how Tom Brady looks. And don't get me wrong. Tom Brady is a better-looking a better man than George Blanda. But can we agree
3: – Whoa, whoa.
1: I'm trying to call now. You want me to answer it right now? Sure. No, they already
2: hung up. Can we, can we at least agree that George Blanda didn't have the pleasure of getting – botox twice a week at a fucking Tampa Bay salon.
1: <laughs> and you really hate Brady, huh?
2: I mean, uh, yeah, I don't I don't like Brady. I don't hate Brady. I don't have hate in my heart for Brady, but I'll be hey, rooting hey, for him this week cuz I'm betting on him. I feel you. I I I don't hate any more. I don't hate anybody more than I love my money. So, I'll be rooting for Tom Brady this week.
1: Okay. You want to get to some calls?
2: And if he loses my money, we'll we'll get an angry Botox face cheater fucking fraud rant.
1: Doesn't surprise me. (laughs) Let's get to some calls, Joe. Let's do it. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. (laughs) We got the dirt balls, dirt ball calls. First one up, non-sports call.
4: Gentlemen, CT, formerly from Seattle, lifelong Seattle Kraken fan. Calling in with a very important question. Uh, Because I've now moved out of the city, I exclusively lived in an apartment in Seattle. Um, It's an expensive city to find a house in. But now I have a house in my new location. And Andy, I know you moved to the suburbs. Uh, But one thing I've noticed that uh, people are leaving their Christmas lights up for an extended amount of time. It kind of drives me crazy. Now, this is the first year I got to decorate a house with Christmas lights. I had fun. Me and my wife set them up. We took them down December 31st. You get a week past Christmas. That's kind of my
2: deadline.
1: All right. I'm sorry. I lost the call at the end, but he was going to ask.
2: When to take your Christmas lights down. When is the appropriate time?
1: I mean, he said a week.
2: First of all, I think
1: that's a little aggressive.
2: I think a week is like a finance. Like if you want to use that as your baseline, that's not, but like, first of all, December 31st isn't a December 31st is six days from Christmas. Also you take it into the new year.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. And also it depends. You, You take it into the new year, December 31st was a Thursday. I think this matters, right? So Friday was January 1st. You leave them up through the weekend, through the bowl games, whatever it is. I think the most appropriate time would then be the beginning of next week. Now I had to delay because I had some stuff going on here.
2: We still have a Christmas tree up in our living room. Now it's far too long for me. I'm not the only person who lives here. It's, you know, this is a point of contention. I'm saying it's coming down today and it should have been down a while ago. Well,
1: I think, I think you're at your max. I think January 15th, they have to be down.
2: I mean, I think that's, I think that's reckless. I, I think, agree. I, I think like, yeah, I think a week into January is your max. I'm, t- I'm talking about January 7th should be like a hard stop.
1: Well, that's where I'm I think at.
2: that's your week. How about this? This is, this is what I think the answer should be. New Year's day, they're up. Cause that's still a holiday, New Year's Day, and we're talking about the holiday season, right? True. So New Year's Day, you don't take them down before the 2nd. But between the 2nd and the 8th, that's your window of, like, that's your window of, like, when you have time to do it. If you're a fucking high-powered lawyer, you don't have to take it down on the 2nd if you have, like, a, if you're arguing in front of the Supreme Court or whatever. But, like... My point is, you got that week. Sometime in that week, when you are free, when it, when you have time off, when you have whatever, take your lights down.
1: Yeah, and t- the thirty first CT, I like that's depressing. When the ball drops, I want to have Christmas lights up and a Christmas tree. Yeah, like that's have I've I've actually never heard of that ever. I've always heard what you're saying.
2: In fact, if I got a real tree and a fireplace. Yeah, you know, if I got money, like if I'm if I'm drinking, maybe we're burning that thing at midnight. Who knows?
1: The whole tree. Have
2: you ever seen the hundred Thompson video of him burning his Christmas tree in his fire? No. It's pretty glorious. Google it. It gets it. It gets out of control pretty fast. I'm sure. <laughs> Don't burn your Christmas tree in your fireplace.
1: Yeah, I didn't think so. All right, back to some sports.
3: Hey, Joe, and hey, Andy. It's uh, John Hunter Ball calling from uh, Warren, Michigan. Yeah,
2: I'm. I gotta stop. It's cold in Michigan. It's cold in Michigan. This is Encino, man. He hasn't fully thawed. Cold <laughs> the is it in Michigan. See, outside at a bus stop, he's like, God, oh, it's fucking cold here. I can't open my mouth.
1: He, he's Jack Nicholson stuck at the end of fucking,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> at the end of uh the Shining.
2: Just
3: freezing the, to death
1: The look on your face oh, f- this is too funny let me get through it
3: I called to talk to you about obviously Wild Card Weekend I found a Twitter argument with a um, people with Detroit Twitter basically saying that Matthew Stafford sucks because oh look at Lamar Gags I do like what he can do with his legs and my stance is Lamar is good but Stafford is way better like if you switch their roles does Lamar ever win an MVP in the 12 years of Stafford's tenure at the Lions? And does Stafford win the Super Bowl under Harbaugh and the Ravens? I know Joe will appreciate this, and condemn our for Matthew Stafford haters. Thank you.
2: I think Matthew Stafford haters are, you know, just the most... Like, it's one of the things that you can, it's one of the stances that you can take that most exposes you as a casual because you're just basing everything on team success when the guy has been on a team that is known for its best players, literally walking away from their livelihood to get away from. We talked about Lamar Jackson last week, and I think Lamar Jackson is really, really good and i think that lamar jackson is really really good because there's this window where he can do both those things and you know stay healthy and be effective and whatever like my problem with again quarterbacks like lamar jackson is the long term ability to do such a thing i think it's very hard to do that in the nfl you're just going to take too many hits lamar jackson may be the guy that proves me wrong i mean we've been talking about this for years who's the guy that's able to do it who's the guy that's able to do it i mean Cam Newton is now on the verge of being out of football cuz it takes it wears you down. I mean, the when you talk about the window of how long running backs peak for in the NFL it's very short. Now if you're a quarterback that's also a running back, you're going to shorten your peak. So comparing these two guys is not even worth doing, really, cuz it's two different things. That being said, again, I think I think Matthew Stafford haters are it just the most it's like the easiest way to expose yourself as somebody who doesn't understand the game i think matthew stafford is a great quarterback in a terrible situation now the the thing the other thing with matthew stafford that we'll never know until he is freed from that situation is what can matthew stafford do in a big game because we we talked about Philip Rivers, too. Philip Rivers is the anti-clutch. Great. Philip Rivers' stats are fucking incredible, and he's going to go to the Hall of Fame because of them, and he's played for a long time, and he's anti-clutch. Is Matthew Stafford – like, Matthew Stafford played pretty good in the playoff game that they lost on a no-call and blah, blah, blah. But, like, he hasn't had that opportunity to show us if he has the eliteness of those guys who bring it when the games are the most important. I mean, we've talked about how Kirk Cousins is also a guy just never shows up against good teams. Like we can't fully judge Matthew Stafford because I think a big part of being a quarterback is how you, how much better you play when you know you're playing the best teams. But if you watch him play, he can do everything. Well, I mean, by the way, he fucking is mobile and runs the ball.
1: He's 0 3 in the playoffs. He's made the playoffs 2011, 2014, 2016. Now, he actually didn't have a game in that 2016. He was 18 of 32.
2: That was the Cowboys game?
1: For 200 yards, zero interceptions, zero touchdowns. Okay. So, like he, like, that's nothing good.
2: Right. Eight for 32 is not good.
1: I'm sorry, 18 for 32. Okay. Still not good. Um, I don't think that's a fair analogy to either player, to be honest, switching them. They're two different types of players, like you said, and also it's two different systems. Harbaugh adopted his system to fit Lamar Jackson and to fit the players around him that would make that system more efficient.
2: Uh, I'll just say this, though. If you if you look at, I mean, just look at Harbaugh won with Flacco. I'm actually a Flacco defender. A lot of people hate Flacco. He's another guy. Like, I don't think Flacco's the quarterback that Matt Stafford is, but he won a Super Bowl with Flacco. I think Matthew Stafford could win that. Super Bowl as well. Now, that's the other thing. Flacco, not, I don't think the player that Stafford is, but cl- was certainly clutch in his time. He yeah. had some big, he had some huge drives. He had some big wins. He had some like, he has a Super Bowl. He, you know, like, so I think, yeah, I think comparing them is dumb, but I think you expose yourself as somebody who doesn't understand football if you're one of those like, Matthew Stafford's never won a playoff game, so he stinks. Okay. Well, Barry Sanders never won a playoff game, so he fucking stinks. Yeah. 41 I agree. 1 or whatever. The Detroit Lions are a goddamn dumpster fire. Free Matt Stafford.
1: I mean, at this point, you got to just, the Detroit Lions and the Cincinnati Bounds, like these franchises are just, they're, they're a disgrace. They're a disgrace. They're a disgrace to the sport. It's disgusting. Like, there's just, it's, anyway.
2: And, and, and I think the other thing with the Matt Stafford thing is like he deserves to be freed so that he can, so we can find out once and for all.
1: Yeah. So last week we were joking how when you go to Home Depot, the employees purposely don't want to help you. And we said, hey, man, or hey, dirtballs.
2: You work at de- Home Depot. What's the deal what's with this? What's happening in your local Home Depot? And,
1: and there's a few DMs, but then we had a call. Apparently this is also a problem at Lowe's. So we have a call to hear some insider info about what went down at Lowe's as far as the workers actually helping the customers.
3: Hey boys,
4: this is Jeremy from Cincinnati or Chris and your mom from the stakes app. Uh, I'm just calling in uh, with some <laughs> experience from Lowe's. Uh, I was in college and I worked in the outdoor garden area. Uh, and it is true. Uh, we tend to Grow customers from associate to associate just to get them out of our way. So, if you have no idea what we're talking about, uh, 90% of the people that work there are underage, like 18 years old, and uh, don't have any experience with anything. So, we'll run to the back and say we're looking for something, but in the back is just appliances and nothing else. So, if anyone says that you need to go to the back for something, they're lying to you and just waiting for you to walk away so they don't have to deal with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh comments are for anyone that gets into the quality of life argument it Better you
1: hey 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 come on Fellow Cincinnati, he? Cincinnati like bro oh, what are you doing what are you doing like it's all perspective you're young though you probably haven't experienced much of that. if you want to go move somewhere else you should but you got to get perspective I love the quality of life here right now <laughs> I do I love it I fucking love it no complaints from me. But everything he said in that call makes total I, sense. I, I, I love the fact of going to the back.
2: I mean, going to the back, that's great. that That's hilarious. There's nothing in the back. If, <laughs> if they're going to the back, they just want you to leave.
1: And by the way, that's true. When I went to Home Depot, that's what they did. Think about it. One guy says, hey, Teresa's our girl. She knows about this. Kicks me over Teresa. Teresa kicks me over somebody else.
2: Yeah. I think basically what it comes down to is a hierarchy of knowledge because I have gone, I've done a lot of, you know, contracting stuff and construction stuff and whatever. And not as a person who knows anything about that. I've always been, you know, I've always been been the, just the muscle in in people's uh, things. Like you need you're, you're doing some work and you help lifting some shit or nailing some shit. Like I'm your guy. So I have, I've seen the hierarchy. Basically, if you're a contractor or somebody who really knows what you're doing, you go to home Depot, you're at the top of the food chain below you is the employees who work there, who should know what the fuck they're talking about, but don't know nearly as much as people who know what they're doing in a home fucking, you know, improvement sense. And then below them is customers who just walk into Home Depot and are like, hey, I don't fucking know anything. And then they look to the associates, but the associates are like, I barely know. I only know what I've learned while working at Home Depot, which is why, and I don't know if I said this last time, my advice is always, fuck the guy in the orange apron or the blue apron. Ask the guy who's in work boots and a fucking flannel. He knows what he's talking about. I
1: actually witnessed that at Home Depot last week. There was an older couple and there was a guy in work clothes and he started helping an older couple out like, like nicely. Like he didn't have to, I saw, he saw they were confused. He's like, you got, what do you guys need help with? And i was like, this is crazy. He didn't even work here. And he's telling them what to get for their faucet or whatever.
2: Yeah. Cause he knows what the fuck he's doing. So but much ma- so that he can do it for a living and not have to work at Home Depot.
1: But it makes sense. Right. If you're a 19, like like how would you know if you're a nineteen year old kid who goes to college and somebody walks into the plumbing section? What the hell do you know?
2: Well, you would learn, I assume, right? It's like, what do I know about making fries if I work at McDonald's? Like you fucked on the job training. That's what you would know. Yeah, but I just feel like Home Depot and Lowe's and all these places, they're so big that they're just they just can't Oh it's great to get lost. Monitor their employees. Their employees can just like, you know. You just oh, hide yeah. behind some lumber and take a nap. You oh know how yeah, easy it would be to not work if you worked at fucking Home Depot. Yeah, there's literally like, fucking, you know, a, a, there's a aisle full of blinds.
1: I should Put apply for a part- behind
2: some Venetians and I fucking sh- sleep.
1: I might get a part-time job.
2: Yeah, Lachlan Patterson has a great joke of about Home Depot. You, want, you really want to mess with people? Just get your start, an orange apron and go misinforming people about home improvement. <laughs>
1: It reminds me, so when I worked for a commercial moving company, you know, we weren't residential commercial, so we had a huge warehouse. So we'd move in and out of, let's say a whole floor at an office building was moving, right? So we'd have to take apart the cubicles and load them in the truck and then move them to the next spot, you know? So it was a whole thing, but we had a huge two-story warehouse and the same thing would happen. Like at our warehouse, my boss would be like, okay, dude, this is not going to be easy to find. We need a specific thing for this office that we're going to today. Can you go to the second floor? And they would. They, he'd give me like a leeway. Like, dude, you got 30 minutes to find this thing. Half the time, I'd find it right away. I'd lay on like a an nap. old, yeah, I'd lay on an old bed, take a nap. And then, you know, they had an intercom system like, Ruther, where are you? Come on, we're loading the truck. Bring that piece down. And I'd like wake up because you had to clock in at work at 7 a.m. So you had to be there early. Oh, yeah, it's great. We both Are have we-
2: moving. We both have moving jobs in our, in our past. I've told the story many times about me and Mikey getting fired from the moving job for being drunk and hungover. Still, but we did the exact. We had the exact opposite job. Mikey and I worked for a guy who re re, uh, like, refurbished like antiques. So imagine Mikey and I showing up to your house to pick up your most prized piece of furniture. That's unreal. <laughs> Just stinking of booze from the night before
1: the guys i worked with so i did it let's see here i did it i did it sophomore junior, so i did it two summers no i did it three summers and a few christmas breaks i've never seen people hate their jobs more yeah like these dudes would say we'd be in the truck you know going to our next job they'd say get that degree i hate my life i hate this job like these guys hated i mean there's
2: nothing good about moving shit nothing yeah that's why for years i mean uh, when i was in new york even a little bit in la but in new york people moving all the time sure i mean every last weekend of the month i was moving a fucking friend and my thing was like this is my good karma like I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want in life. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna confession. I'm not gonna fucking blah blah blah. I'm just you call me, I'm moving you. This is it. This is you my helped. good deed for life.
1: Oh, look what you did. You helped me.
2: Yeah. That
1: final night, and I was a mess. And well, so, so far behind. And I
2: moved, the worst part of Mikey and I's moving job is that we wouldn't be moving stuff and the person would be walking with us step by like, it was uh, so important. And you're like, uh, just get the fuck out of here, lady. You're in the way. Move. We used you're to here, have, well, watch that corner. Watch that corner. Bitch. I know about the fucking corner.
1: When we would do full scale office moving, like, like I'm saying an entire massive floor, you had to wait right till the day was over. So some of the moves we'd already had worked a 10 hour day. They'd start at like 6 PM on a Friday. where then you'd be working like into the night these guys even though it was overtime would be so angry yeah and just oh, i hate you this
2: not be moving at night no cuz when you're moving all day the, the the only reason to be a mover is to move all day and then just go drink
1: and i was going to say and that's what it was yeah they always just want to get lit and and oh i i can remember we used to do a lot of schools too so like we'd be in charge of putting in an entire schools. It'd be like one thing, like every desk in the entire school we'd have to put together and then put them in the classrooms. And sometimes we do trips overnights and stuff. Dude, I was, (laughs) I used to get so lit Dude, these guys. The minute work would end. And if we were on like a road trip for work, they just strip club. It was always strip club. Let's get lit at a strip club.
2: It's literally backbreaking work.
1: Oh Yeah.
2: You know what? You know what? When I would move my friends too, you know what I would do? I would throw people shit out and not even tell them. I'd be like you're, ne- you are never gonna fucking use this again. I am putting this in the garbage for you. That's hilarious. I wonder how many people were like, "Where's that fucking thing, motherfucker? I threw that out." The idea I- that you even asked me to move it. I'm not gonna you're say her fucking, You're a fucking full-on adult. You're trying to have me move some fucking <laughs> cracked. Bar sign, neon bar sign. Motherfucker, I threw that in the dumpster. Your Heineken fucking bar sign is gone forever.
1: You know where I'm going with this. You know who you did that with. Who? Should I say her name? I don't even know. I'm not going to say her name.
2: Were we moving somebody?
1: Yeah, me and you. We did a lot of work for her.
2: Uh, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, her stuff. How much stuff did I throw in the trash for her? I'm like, she's never fucking doing this again using this shit.
1: What's she up to these days?
2: I'm assuming overpaying somebody to fucking hammer a nail while she looks like the person. When,
1: when are we gonna reveal that whole thing?
2: There's that, so much. I mean, we can reveal it right now. I'm sure fucking Keiko doesn't listen to the internet.
1: You, you gotta ta- tell us. I've, ta- I've, ta- I've talked about that.
2: This You've talked about show, Keiko? I, I talked to you about it before I was fucking, before I brought you into the fold. Dude, you gotta explain Keiko. Just, just, Keiko just, is a Keiko is a Japanese lady. Uh, like, I mean, what's amazing? Like, how old's Keiko? You think in her sixties?
1: Like, still looks really good. Like, late sixties.
2: She was a <laughs> she was a Playboy bunny back when. Like, that was like when there were like Playboy bunny clubs.
1: Yeah, she, yeah.
2: Like serving serving in the in the ears and the tail and stuff like that. Had I got involved with her because she had a building in Venice that she sold her family sold to a, guy, a developer, a guy who was like turning it. And she had to get all of her stuff. They had lived in this building in multiple units, her, her mom, her son in multiple units. They had so much shit there.
1: By the way, they sold it for $30 million.
2: Yeah. 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 But they got a deal where they could keep a couple of units, but then like they had to get all the stuff out. So I, I moved everything out of this building with a, with our friend, and it went to so many different places. She had a house in Beverly Hills. She had a house in Orange County. She, her mom moved to an apartment in Brentwood. So things got moved all around to storage space or whatever. And it was just moving, 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 moving. I moved so much stuff. But, and you came in toward the end, but I would get sick. I was like, you know how many times I have moved this Tupperware full of half used things of bleach? I'm throwing it in the garbage. I'm done with this. Is the fourth time I've just going in the dumpster? It's I'm not moving this anymore. Let me just but the amount of times I moved it from a house in Venice to a garage in Beverly Hills to a storage in, in Orange County to her house in to her apartment in Brentwood.
1: But here's the but best you part. Pay so
2: well.
1: That's what I was gonna say. She paid us so well. Like, let me put it this way: if we were doing this full time, we'd be making amazing six figures just oh, working for her.
2: I mean, no doubt about it. She gave me at least 25 grand and Cash like over the years.
1: Like she paid us so well. And so Prano brings me into the fold. This is the best part. And you explain it, but it's one of those things where you say, dude, until you're there in it. And then you would get mad. And I'd always say, because I was new, right? I'd say, dude, let's keep moving this stuff around. If she's paying us $50 an hour to move stuff, I, I you yeah. know, I don't whatever. And, and then she would always tip, like she would yeah. tip us insane. So Perino brings me into the fold and then you were gone. You were on the road a lot. So I kept doing yeah. work for it. And yeah, then-
2: I mean, the amount of people that like I'm I was like the I was i was down this list and then you were I brought you in. It's like it just keeps going. Now she's on to somebody else, I'm sure, who's doing stuff for her for like some absurd amount of money.
1: I worked for a few weeks for her because then it went from moving to Oh, can you landscape for what you're paying? Yeah. Yeah. And and so I only
2: do the amount of that when when you're getting paid so well, she's like, can you refinish my door? I'm like, I love refinishing doors. (laughs) Can you build a deck? I'd love to build a deck.
1: So Here's the best part.
2: That deck ain't up to code. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Oh, dude, by the end. I was doing contracting work and I knew nothing about that stuff.
2: I know. I know.
1: She she thought I could fix stuff. And I'm like, lady, for $50 an hour, I can act like it. And and poor, poor Alex, the the guy from Guatemala who actually knew how to do it, he would look at me like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah. But the the best part about Keiko was her like 120-year-old Japanese mom who you called Mama San.
2: Yeah, mama-son.
1: This is not exaggeration. You call her mama son. She would take our lunch orders every yeah. day. Yeah. And this is my favorite part. She'd roll back again. This is in Beverly Hills. She'd roll back. This was just two years ago. Mama
2: sounds like hundred years old. Looks great, and as far as I can tell, only eats fast food every single day. So She's mama- goes, you know, Yoshinoya bowls and fucking In and Out,
1: Panda Express,
2: Panda Express. They would Chipotle. take our
1: yeah. She would take our lunch orders, and Mama Son would roll back in a Ford Mustang convertible. All 120 years of her, and just have our lunch fast food orders. I I, I might ban Keiko for the record, <laughs> dude. She looks good for like 65.
2: Ridiculous.
1: We've had this discussion though, right? What about her? Have we not?
2: I I don't even know what the discussion is,
1: bro. She's got like a good body. Like I mean, she's 65. Oh, that
2: I, discussion. I'm just telling you. Yeah
1: is that ridiculous
2: dog do you man She probably pay you well
1: we got to tell the dirt balls how much did she pay us to move an air conditioner
2: (laughs) that was the final thing we picked up an air like it's it's so ludicrous too like this is it's kind of the perfect embodiment of a keiko story it's like yeah instead of buying a so what she could have done is she could have bought a brand new top-of-line air conditioner and have it sh- delivered from Home Depot to the place that she was you know needed it to be. It was going and to her
1: brothers in the South Bay,
2: right? And it would have cost her what? $300? Maybe. For you know $500 for a top-of-line air conditioner with delivery. She instead has a air conditioner that like somebody's giving her at an office, then she's gonna pay me and you what two hundred and fifty dollars each?
1: She paid us, she goes, I'll pay you guys five hundred dollars.
2: Yeah, to go pick it up
1: and then drive it somewhere.
2: And drive it somewhere and drop it off. Motherfucker.
1: It took us just, what, an hour of our day?
2: How about this? You give me a hundred dollars, I'll go take that air conditioner and throw it in the garbage for you and then you spend the rest of the money on having a home depot brand new air conditioner delivered but the amount of times that she would like pay you to move stuff but here's the thing she would she would go she'd be like you know what we need we need like all of this blah, blah 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 equipment this fucking whatever she'd go she'd send you to home depot you'd buy it you spend half your day doing that. Then you spend the rest of your day moving the same shit that she bought years ago out of her garage. It's stored away in a tupperware she doesn't know is there because she has garages full. Of- She's the biggest hoarder in the history of hoarders.
1: And The best part is her failed actor son wouldn't do any work, and he would just rip the bong,
2: rip bong hits all day, all day. And then he was the he was the ultimate was, like mom, mom get bagel, me my bites. bagel bites. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what the fuck did you do with my bike, mom? They're like, the boys put it in the garage. Yeah, I put it in the garage with 400 of your other bikes.
1: And that brand new BMW, which I bought you. Yeah. She knocked on his door
2: one day. And he fucking screamed at her.
1: And he lost his shit. She's like, I don't know if I can wake my son. And I was like, Keiko, does your son pay rent? No. Your son has a nice pad in Beverly Hills. You're scared to, that you pay for, and you're scared to knock on his door. The Adventures of Keiko, unbelievable, legendary. Glad we got that out. Okay, we have time for one more call, right? Let's do it. You want to keep it non-sports? I, I like these non-sports stuff today. Sure. All right. Do you want uh something about Arby's for
2: whatever you want to do? So you want to do want- One of each? I'm fine.
1: Do you want something about Arby's or your all-time Christopher Nolan
2: movies? Um, both of those sound enjoyable. All right, let's What's just keep Ar- it. Yeah. Okay, we'll, what are do you we'll, doing, Nolan? We'll do Nolan first. Okay. Hey, boys, this is your
4: Indiana Dirt Bowl, Preston, and I believe Michael might have had the bad connection. I was outside my house. I think there was bad Wi-Fi. But anyway, my question was, uh, mainly for Joe, um, because he's the movie guru, um, I just watched Tenet the other day, and... It's just another banger from Christopher Nolan. And I'm just wondering where you, Joe, would rank him when it comes to all-time directors and if you put him in that upper echelon of directors. Um, I do. Maybe that's just because I'm a little younger and all the movies you put out are just some of my favorites. But uh, I'm curious to see what you have to say. Uh, thank you and stay dirty.
2: I think Chris Nolan is up there. I don't know... I've never thought for one second about where I rank directors by any means. Um, I don't, I mean, I could rip off, you know, some of my favorite directors. um, But I am, you know, I think calling me the movie guru is a bit much. Like, I don't, you know, I watch a lot of movies, but like, I don't take it all that. Like, I just like what I like. Um, But he's definitely up there. I mean, I just pull up his, you know, I just put... Uh, Nolan movies in and just just the ones that following which is like his first thing is black and white is a great movie insomnia is a great movie the prestige is a great movie Batman Begins is awesome the Dark Knight is insane the Dark Knight Rises probably his down moment and I think that's also because it was built up by his own you know first two so that was a letdown for me Memento is incredible Dunkirk I haven't seen Tenant. Um, I gotta watch it. Um, I'll I'll actually watch that this week because of this call. Interstellar, I loved. Inception, in, incredible. Yeah, I think he's up there, especially of the guys working today in terms of like, in terms of like things that are like so different, so on their own. Like, there's nothing like Inception. There's nothing like Memento. There's like, you know, Interstellar. Like, Interstellar was a movie that I feel like spurned 25, you know, wannabe Interstellars. Like, and the fact that they, you know, he writes it with his brother or whatever, and like, and his wife is a producer. Like, it's just like the definition of like, otor and like taking. Just being one of a kind, um, yeah. I think he's incredible. I think it's awesome. I think he's he's certainly up there. I I haven't, like I said, I haven't. I don't have a list of my the greatest directors of all time or anything like that. I don't even think I'm the person to make that list. But he makes must see movie. Like it's kind of crazy. I think if Tenant, if we were in a normal time, I probably would have gone and seen Tenant in the theaters. I just like seeing his movies in the theaters as well. Um, but yeah, he makes like, I don't even know what it's about still, but I know it's, I know if it had been in the theaters, I would have seen it opening weekend because he just makes, like you said, bangers.
1: Yeah. I, I don't, to be honest, I haven't seen a lot of these movies, so it's all you dude. Yeah. Do I
2: mean, legit, like he doesn't have a lot of swings and misses.
1: I am going to have something to say about this next call though. Somebody is not happy about our takes on Arby's.
2: Okay. What, what is our takes on Arby's? Hey, what's so like going on,
4: guys? It's your boy, Brian Heinrich, calling to basically uh, throw some shade at you guys uh, for basically because you guys like RV's And honestly, bro, like, RV's is fucking trash. Like, that place is probably one of the worst fast food places out there. Like, I'm with you guys on hating Subway. Like, Subway's not good at all either but I'll take Subway all day over at Arby's. Like those beef and cheddars are fucking disgusting. One thing I will give Arby's though, is they do have good milkshakes. And unlike McDonald's, the um, they always work. So I will give Arby's that curly fries aren't bad. Those are, those are solid, but I don't even, I'm not a big curly fry fan to begin with. And uh, so that, that's basically it. I was basically just calling uh, to tell you guys, Arby's is fucking trash. Um, Stay dirty. Adams are forever and will always be for Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings.
3: Yeah.
2: Like, I guess the question is, like, am I missing something? Because, and I'm not saying Arby's is quality. I have no idea. Yeah. The, I have no idea of the health. I'm sure it's crap. But, like, rare-ish roast beef the bun is legit. Like we all agree on that. Right. I know there's literally maybe outside of Wisconsin or like central Pennsylvania, there's probably no bigger fan of processed cheese than myself. Like the idea of having like a, a spreadable dippable cheese on the sandwich and for the curly fries. Like I love me some cheese whiz or cheese whiz, you know, imposters. I mean, the idea of comparing it to Subway.
1: Yeah, I, that's reckless.
2: You had me at like, okay, you're going to take a stance like on Ar- the lack of quality at Arby's, but like, they would rather have a gun in my mouth than a Subway sandwich.
1: <laughs> Subway is so bad. It's so bad. It's just so bad.
2: I, I get, like Arby's. I like Arby's. I'm kind of craving an Arby's now.
1: Well, you know, I had, let's see here. It's there's one right next to the grade school where I coach and I had Arby's in the last six weeks. I had it after one of our games. It's not the best, but
2: let me say this. Exactly. Like I I eat McDonald's like once a month, twice a month. Right. When I eat Arby's, I don't feel like I get kicked in the stomach by a mule after like, Hey,
1: I think that's a good point. That's a fair point.
2: Like the, my- the, the hangover factor. Yeah. I lo- McDonald's is delicious, but it makes me feel foul.
1: You, you want to hear what I did the other night?
2: Taco Bell, like Taco Bell affects your life for days.
1: Bro, I've been reckless in the last eight days. I don't know what's happened to me. The last eight days, I've done Taco Bell, McDonald's, and White Castle.
2: Jeez, Andy, you okay? I fall
1: off. And the problem is I'm exercising a shit ton, so I'm eating a lot. You want to hear what I got at McDonald's? Sunday night after the Browns game, I had no food here. And I did six miles on the treadmill in the basement. I went to McDonald's. Who does this? 12.15 a.m. I got two Big Macs and a 20-piece Chicken McNugget and ate it all. That's
2: insane. I, I got to say, there's no more reckless an eater than Andy Ruther. Like, you're like a fucking gremlin. Like, after... <laughs> After midnight, after midnight, realizing you have no food.
1: I know it's so you're like bad. fuck
2: it. Fuck it. Like once you realize like everything but fast food is close, and I feel like subconsciously, you just like let that happen to yourself. Subconsciously, like around 9:30, 10 o'clock, you're like, if I just don't eat till midnight, I'll be starving, and my options will be fast food, and then I can destroy two Big Macs. You're like Eddie Ift, how Eddie loves to talk about fucking being healthy but he purposely brings me on the road with him so that he can eat the garbage that i demand we eat i'm like fuck it let's just go to in now he's like oh you're gross all right i'll take 11 cheeseburgers i was like take it easy yeah but I'll, I, like, I, but I'll take them protein style
1: i know i did it again last night man i did i did i swam dude i swam 100 laps yesterday which is a mile and a half so i was feeling good in the same crap like i gotta go grocery shopping i went to white castle last night and I think I was gonna get shot because every White Castle is always in the hood. You know what I ordered? I hadn't been in White Castle forever. And I didn't I didn't eat most of it because I was just like, what are you doing? I just saw how cheap it was and my mind just ordered it. I ordered a number eight, which is 10 sliders, 20 chicken rings, and a sack of fries.
2: You got family value meals?
1: It was 17 bucks. And then I got home <laughs> and I and I had I this is what I ate. I basically ate the fries, six sliders, and 10 of the chicken rings, which is still a lot of food. And you know what I did? I put the rest in the fridge. Let me tell you
2: something, Andy. Before when, when you're making, you realize that there's no part of a chicken that comes in a ring shape, right? No, like, I know, I know. I mean, at least nuggets are pretending.
1: So get this: I put the rest in the fridge.
2: How did the nugget? How did the chicken nugget decide on those shapes? By the way, how did that's they just question. decide on like some sort of like I don't reverse, know, reverse some fat Florida looking like what is that? Is that supposed to be a leg? Or like some sort of looks like a mitten. <laughs> looks like you. It looks like you took both parts of Michigan and shoved them together and made them into a nugget.
1: So I put the rest in the fridge, and then 20 minutes later, I I said to myself, You're gonna love this, I go, "What are you doing?" I go, "Put that in your garbage in the garage, not just in the house." I go, "This no. is so disgusting. You are not eating leftover McDonald's and chicken rings the next day." And I threw it out, and I was glad. And I was so. Disgusted with myself. I was repulsed.
2: Sometimes you just got to go full Keiko mover with your fast food. You're gonna, I'm not letting this stick around. I'm not doing this again. I'm throwing this in the trash before I have to move this again.
1: Good calls today. Hotline 310 359 8365. Drop us a holler. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TheDirtySports. Leave an iTunes review. I'll get those koozies out if you drop your. Twitter or Instagram handle in that iTunes review. All right. That's it for me. What about you, Joe?
2: Ravens, Moneyline, Bucks, money line, Packers, Chiefs to cover, and then Packers to cover in that order. Um, at Fix Your Life on Twitter, at Joe Prano on Instagram, at Joe Prano on TikTok, at Joe Prano on Venmo. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Drink Miller Lite and tell us about it on social media. Good luck with all your bets. Let's go. That, was a, that was a
1: long show Back at the old
2: days Just banging out Just, just sidebar after sidebar Home Depot sidebar of fast food Politics Dirty Sports Podcast Coming to you from every angle Oh yeah
1: We're coming at you from all angles Alright guys have a great week Enjoy Those NFL playoffs I know I will And as always Stay dirty